sorry. Not sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. Welcome to another episode of Sorry, Not Sorry. I like to think of these episodes as I go along my way on the ship, bopping from place to place, snooping on people, seeing what their strange habits are when they think no one's watching, even though if they don't know, I'm always watching by now. Shame on them. I like to call these bottle episodes. Don't ask me why. I can't explain it. It's just, I've always liked the word bottle. 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 Anyway, welcome to a special bottle episode of Sorry Not Sorry. I'm sorry, and I'm not sorry. Now, as much as I enjoy the sound of my own voice, it occurs to me that I should probably have a guest for this podcast. People are actually quite occupied right now. There's, um... A bunch of people are down on the craft deck, weaving wiffle balls. One of the red shirts poked his eye out accidentally, and now there's a wager on how long it's going to take to get it popped back in. So the only person I could think of who would be available, and that she's not welcome anywhere else, is, of course, my colleague Elsa. So, because she has uh, insisted that I stay out of her quarters and I don't spy on her, I want to reassure you, I absolutely do still spy on her. I've agreed to let her call in. It's a sort of a call in, a dial in, if you will, to interview with me. And um, yes, it's against my better judgment, but let's see what happens, shall we? Elsa? Hi. Hello. I'm caller number seven. (laughs) That's a joke because on Earth, there are radio shows and uh, DJs, so to speak. I, did I ever tell you the time that I DJed a birthday party? But it turned out not to be a birthday party. It was just a room full of one or two people, and it was actually a restaurant. And then they kicked me out. How large of people were they if it was a room full of one or two people? I mean, it was it was a small it was like a bathroom sized room, but there was a mm. DJ setup. Some somehow there was a DJ setup in that room. Um, Are you sure you weren't just in a club in New York City? The clubs used to be so small, they were essentially the size of bathrooms. Is that true? I, I heard it was a cool place to go, but I, I think I was being, I thought I was being punked. And I cried a lot in the taxi afterwards. Anyway, DJs, welcome to me, my, me being on your show. I'm the best guest so, you're ever going to have. So just to clarify, you've called in... You're the seventh caller. I just want to make sure I'm clear on where we are in this this faux radio show we're doing, which I think is very playful and, and going to be a treat. Okay, so good, good. we are pretending that I... What did I do? I said, hello, I will not... I will ignore the first six callers. You're dead to me, but I will take the seventh caller, and that person will get my time and attention. Is that yeah. how call-ins work? Yeah, that's how... call. Essentially, I would generally be calling in for a reward of some kind like um uh i basically maybe you'd be giving away some concert tickets to like you know uh maybe uh, uh, the pussycat dolls or something like that like that's a that's mm-hmm. a kind of 90s 1990s throwback girl band who everyone had very good thighs in that band and they had high voices but i think they were dubbed or was that the pussy vanillies I don't know. I have no idea. The Pussy Vanillies. 
That sounds intriguing. I don't know. I'm mixing up maybe my bands. I'm not really sure. Anyway, uh, the point is that I would be calling in. Um, I'm caller number seven. And then you'd give me a prize. And since I never get any prizes in life, I I think that if we're if we're role playing like this, I want a prize. That's what I'm would saying. Would it feel would it feel more natural if I just gave you half a prize? Any prize. Because I mean, that's essentially half half a degree is essentially half a prize. Okay. I don't you know, listen, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I'm working on many aspects of that, and I, I appreciate your support. Whatever, I'm just going to twist that into a support thing. You're supporting me. Thank you. Thank no, you. No, you've you're very you're very good at that. You've always been very good at taking anything I say and turning it into support, which is probably why you're still able to look at yourself in the mirror. Question for you: huh. What kind of um, in the little I know of radio call-ins and ticket giveaways? It seems to me usually there would be some sort of trivia question or like a name that song. Like in the 80s, they used to do a thing where they would play like 10 songs, little snippets of songs in a row, and you would need to be able to name all 10 off the top of your head, and then Whoa. you would get the Pussycat Dolls tickets. I mean, uh, I, I I like the version where it's just a random lottery situation. I'm going to play you the, the okay. little bit of several songs, and I'm going to need you to identify them. And please wait until I have finished to tell me what each of them are. Okay. 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 Here we go. Here I go. I'm playing them right now. Girl, you know it's true. Hopelessly devoted to... Uh, could we come together? Cause opposites attract, and you know that's it. I, I'm searching my memory bank for more three. songs. That was three. Loving um, words is all I have to do to okay. make um, it real. Then you would. I, I was gonna keep on with that because it's a beautiful song. It really is about, beautiful, and you actually almost almost can sing. So I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna say um, it's all by one band. Uh, Bell Bell Devo, uh, and uh, hmm. that's that's the one. That's the they're all by the same person. You are correct. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this is wonderful. Uh, my antique, you know, my uh, my antique music skills are not particularly strong, um, except for in that era. And I'm really glad you you nailed it in that area for me because uh, if it was like the 1950s or 60s or you know the t- 2020s, uh, who would know anybody <laughs> at all? Taylor Swift, yeah, that's all re- I know. Who can remember that snore of a time when nothing oh. interesting was going on? Literally the 2020s. nothing. They had, no, they had no fashion sense at all, except for sweats or something, you know? They just, they went into their houses and they just wore sweats for the rest of the decade. It's so funny. Uh, People anyway. seem very comfortable. People did seem very, very comfortable. Very I lax. would call that almost like a decade of stews. It was like you know if what? the entire decade, decade was populated by stew. It's true of little effort, low self-esteem, uh, indolence, uh, uh, gluttony, and amiability. Yeah. And let me tell you something else. A preponderance of unboxing. So, so much many unboxing. Boxes. It's Everything so came in boxes. Isn't that funny how for, I think, I believe in my media uh, history course of media uh, course, two years of T television every single television show was just an unboxing they they had right. like it's right they had a competition shows and the the contestants were unboxed and they had uh sitcoms and basically they all did it in a box like the, the opening credits were like coming out of a box and it just That's became right. such a crazy ray i just don't understand how something could take 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 everything by storm in that way it's just very odd and yet and yet 
When you think about it, we're really just trapped in a flying box, and you yourself are trapped in a smaller box within that flying box True. on this ship. You know, when you put it like that, we're, um, my small, very vulnerable body is just rich, ricketing through space. Ricketing? Is that the word? Yes, Rick- it's just ricketing through space. Like ricketing rickets. through space, like rickets, uh, we're just rocketing through space. That's it. That's it. That's the word I was thinking about. Rocketing through space. Um, and there's not very much between me and uh, utter annihilation, really, if you think about it. It's a small... Uh, I don't like to think about it, actually. Let's not think about it. Let's not think about it. Let's not, let's... I have been trying to get everyone to understand that I am the only thing standing between them and that the entire time they've been on this ship. Finally, someone gets it. I, I hold all the cards. I uh, now regret everything I've ever said to you. That was mildly passive-aggressive. Yay, let's talk about something else. You're such a good podcast host or whatever this oh, thing you. is. So wonderful. Um, I, you know, if you have any advice for me in space, I would love, I would open it up to you to give me and part some wisdom. Well, one of the things that I, I'm trying to capture with these quote-unquote bottle episodes, again, no reason in particular that I'm Not calling them that, yeah. is that I'm trying to capture, you know, a lot of the time when you guys are logging things, it seems to me that you're logging something that has more action. There's more drama. It's an adventure. Perhaps something worth logging. But what people don't realize is that there are days to days to weeks of just being on the ship, just passing the time as we wait for our next adventure. And I think people want to hear about the crushing boredom as much as they want to hear about all of the exciting people you're killing and things and creatures that you're annihilating. So this is kind of what I'm about is, you know, some of these days where I notice that, uh, you know, you or, or Tucker or Nico seem to never come out of your quarters uh, for just days and days and you're getting all of your your meals delivered to you, all of this. I'm just wondering how you're keeping yourself busy. I mean, this is a really good point. And I think that 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 kind of self-reflection of you acknowledging that this, what we're doing right now, doesn't need to exist. It's kind of pointless and there's not a lot of motivation or center or, I mean, really, this is just absolutely a waste of the minutes that I'm existing, but that's okay. I'm really glad to be here. Um, so in the end, like I look at this as an opportunity when we're between a mission and like when I'm doing a log, there's some urgency to it. Cause it has a point again, like just referring to like the importance of a science log and the fact that uh, hold on, hold I, on. I just want to take a moment to let everyone think about whether or not your logs have a point. Okay. Go on. Okay. Um, Anyway, so as you're referring to, like, I do try to stay in my quarters, um, not fraternize with the, the other red shirts, so to speak. Um, I I don't know what Nico and Tucker are doing. I personally have little projects that I focus on. Like, um, I wanted to learn how to build the uh, Champs-Élysées with small toothpicks. And I was able to do that with um, toothpaste and toothpicks. So that's a beautiful seven-foot sculpture that currently you can see in my quarters and that was I a little side question i can mm-hmm. i can see that I it's wonderful that, isn't it to, to be honest with you i was going to ask if you had a termite problem oh. but uh hmm. evidently no? it's something that you've constructed yourself 
Well, I mean, I was just kind of waiting for people to invite me to their quarters to maybe play board games or possibly, you know, just teleconference, like hang out, like, you know, mm-hmm. stream, stream to each other, right? Maybe. Or you do... and Tucker could have sex and then pretend like it didn't happen. No, I mean, I, that kind of amnesia is hard to kind of plug in so many times. Uh, I'm trying mm. to, you know, not have that happen again. But, you know, it, had he called me, it would have been at least a compliment. But no one calls me. So, you know, I kind of was hoping somebody would stop me, maybe a foot into that Champs-Élysées thing. So I got all seven feet, and that's fine. I feel good. I feel good being alone all that time. It's wonderful. So then I switched to another little lighthearted project. I decided to learn Old English and retranslate Beowulf. So that's what's going... Did you hear me? You know, that kind of stuff. Honestly, again, I did think that was termites. I thought that that was the sound of termites. You thought that was maybe doing a spell or something, or just like oh, trying no, to get them I out of my it throat. Was the literal sound of the bugs chewing oh, away wow. at some wood in <laughs> there, your he, in your quarters. I can see how you would mistake the hoogna du ma It's very easy. I am so worried that that's not old English. I'm very worried. Well, maybe I'm mixing up with the Edda. I'm not sure. It does. That does sound possibly more Norwegian, old, old Scandi. Listen, old Scandi. I didn't get far in either of them. I think that's pretty not surprising to anybody at this point. Um, I was in my quarters just the other day, to be honest with you, waiting for again someone to teleconference me or stream something to me or invite me to their quarters for absolutely anything. But again, radio silence. So I was thinking, hey, maybe I could do like an online course or something. Maybe I could complete one of these degrees. And it just seemed like a lot of like detail work. I didn't want to, you know, I don't need it. I don't need it. And De- I think you- Detail work, like studying and learning. Well, I mean, I know all that. More. No, no, I know all of that. It's just, do I need accreditation? No, right? Who needs that in life? I agree. I agree. I have, I I say moratorium on acknowledging that you don't have any degrees. I think I've, if I haven't said that before, I will say it. I think you. Uh, in the future. Think you did it already. I'm again. I don't know where this, and I use this term loosely. Bottle episode will fall mm. in the. Mm, what do I want to say? It's like it's like canon. I'm, I'm, it's like in our I'm canon. Sh- it's in I was ca- going to say it's like it's I'm inside our canon. Out I'm expelling an episode, and so it feels like a cannonball. So exactly. I think that must be what cannon refers to. So yes, uh, point being, we're, we've all judged and 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 judged you and judged you for not having those degrees. And we are so tired. We don't have any judgment left in us oh. in that particular. And so you're free. We've that set is you so free. sweet. That is really sweet. And that is exactly what I wanted. I mean, I feel so healed. And, you know, next time I'm in my cabin alone, which you can see, you're all seeing, all knowing. You see when I cry, when I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, it's eight hours. No one co- contacted me. I could be dead in there. I actually, you know what? Last month, there was a, I had did a little contest with myself and I'm like, I'm going to see how long I can disappear. And nobody notices. It's. Nobody ever called. I remember that. Yeah. I Did you remember, remember that. that I'm... Wait, you remember that I went missing? Well, I knew where you were the whole time, so Did I... Did you tell anybody I, that I was sobbing and maybe just sitting in front of the door, waiting, just waiting? I, do, 
Well, I, I, w- I certainly would have if anyone had asked about you. Um, oh, I, I don't know okay. if you remember. That's when that hula hoop tournament was going on on yes. the hula hoop deck. Yeah. And people were all hula hoop all the time. I, I, Nobody I heard had that. the bandwidth. Yeah. They were just manipulating their hips to the point where they didn't need to put give one iota of thought to poor Elsa well, and Tucker uh, threw his hip out, which everyone, you know, remember they were everyone called him Old Lady Tucker for a couple yeah, of weeks I after know. that. I he know, was it was really funny. Around. I know, he was oh. like, oh, out of joint, ah, you know, like, yeah. that's a problem. <laughs> Even now, sometimes if he's like walking too fast on the hallway... Someone will be like, watch out for your hip. I know. You've fallen and you can't even think about it, right? That's right. That was, it's That's like an old saying. expression, right? <laughs> That's the saying. Well, well, let me ask you one more question. I do, I do wonder because sometimes I think uh, when everybody is sequestered and people just kind of need a break from one another, because of course, mm-hmm. yes, you can get cabin fever, but you can also get ship fever where you just feel overexposed to the same people over and over again and you need that time alone and and that's i assume why uh you all retreat to your various uh, quarters um does it remind you of being homesick when you were a kid is there is there anything you used to do on earth when you were homesick as a kid that uh that made it feel special made it okay that you were home well, you'll remember that I was isolated quite a bit. Um, I had separate quarters. My parents built me a different mansion on the estate and just ordered people never to come near me. So wh- when I was despaired, um, I did have an endless bank account and I would just order some clowns. And um, eventually, wow. yeah, I would order clowns and there would be a dozen or so clowns who would come and uh, various I would I would always put one in there to give me a nightmare just because I wanted to keep my neurons sharp. So th- they would come in. Sure. Right? You know, you, t- you can't be too comfortable, right? You never want to be too, sure. too comfortable in life. Got, you've got to have that one nightmare clown. Yeah, one nightmare clown. So uh, you, uh, I just had them come and they would dance for me for money. Um, so they were clown prostitutes, really. Are you sure? Yeah, I was going to say, this is starting to sound like a strip club. It was, it's not, there was no sexual, there's nothing sexually about it until I hit puberty. And that's when I felt like, well, this is going a, di- a direction that I don't feel that comfortable with. And, uh, oh God, Frosty. Was God. there, did, oh my, oh, uh, was, was there a specific style of clown that you would relegate, you know, that you would sort of say, you're going to be my nightmare? Did you switch it up or was there a certain type of, of a clown that you know, sort of filled it's that? It's really interesting. It did morph, you know, like it morphed from a, a large haired clown, you know, with a very sort of like aggressive Ronald McDonald-esque sort of uh, rictus grin with a with a large hair. But then it morphed You're into right, more You're right, that is actually a very aggressive look. I had never thought about it that way before. Very but aggressive. that is one of the more aggressive looks for a clown. If you, if you squint, it's like a plate of eggs and bacon just coming at you, you know? Just coming at you. Moon's over my hammy. Moon's over, oh God. That's a, that's a, that's a horror film. That's like an It sequel, isn't it? Anyway... Um, and then it morphed, when I, into the teenage years, it morphed more into sort of a Slender Man's type scream, black and white mime kind of thing. And, oh, um, sure. I mean, that really is a nightmare fuel because you get, if you get a long and lean kind of like, sort of almost like a stick figure type person um, yes. in, in, a, in a black unitard, that's a nightmare. That is an absolute nightmare. They can, they can slip behind any door. They can slip into a shadow. Uh 
It's almost like a toothpick. Now I'm not going to be able to sleep with that Champs-Élysées thing at all. I'm going to have to smash it. Can you think of any uses for it? Sorry. Hmm. Okay, so it's entirely made of toothpicks and toothpaste. Toothpaste. So a lot of tooth situation. Yeah. Is it how minty is your? I of course can't. I can't detect odor in your chambers. Is it extremely minty you, right now? You can't detect odor. Oh, thank God. Um, I, uh, well, I do have an idea. One way you could get rid of it, and this is just an idea, and it would involve a lot of me controlling the situation, so uh-huh. you may not be comfortable with that. But if I ran the sprinklers, the sprinklers, as you know, are have such a force propulsion behind them that I think the water would foam up the toothpaste, and it's likely that the uh, all of the toothpicks would end up being trapped like little darts inside a sort of toothpaste foam that would be ever growing closer and closer towards you so that you would never know where the next toothpick dart was coming from in the terrifying foam of toothpaste. Would that help your nightmares? I mean, that feels um, like the most dangerous uh, amusement ride I've ever I've ever thought of. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it feels like maybe a ninja warrior sort of course in a sense, and I'm totally, I'm totally, I'm down for it. I like it. I like the idea. I like the foam. Um, maybe you know, if my quarters were to be, say, I don't know, uh, made inha- uninhabitable, uninhabitable, maybe Nico mm-hmm. or Tucker might take me in. You know, I don't know. Maybe. Do you think they would? Do you think one of them would want me in their quarters at all? At all? Part of being a podcast host means you can change the subject when things get awkward. So I'd like to move on to uh, another category, which is if you had to guess what Tucker does with his time on, say, a Monday when he stays inside Mm -hmm. and never comes out, what do you think he's doing? And I'll tell you if you're right. Oh, because you can see everything. Okay, this is yes. good. This is a good game. I like this game. Um, well, you know, from the very brief can- encounter that we had, um, vigorous but brief, it uh, I know that he has a surfeit of pepperoni sticks. And don't he does. ask me why. Like, it's literal, literally in the dozens. I think that yes. every single time we have any... I, don't, I think every single pepperoni stick on the ship he has put into his own quarter. So I would say he sits nude, eating a pepperoni stick, uh, watching um, children's cartoons. Two out of three things that you just asserted are 100% correct. Wow. He does sit in the nude. Yes. He is a pepperoni stick hoarder. Yes. He watches Steel Magnolias. (gasps) And cry. He loves crying. He loves it. weeps so copiously it starts to look like there's a sort it's sort of a floating pepperoni stick soup in his quarters because he but sits you know in his what? bathtub he he has a julia roberts thing did you know the uh the other day i was just he doesn't remarking, remind me of julia roberts at all no he, it's he has a thing for her you know i, I, I was see, talking about I alice see. in wonder he just kept bringing up the fact that she should be she's a human cheshire cat but he said it in a way that it was obviously a kink do you know what i'm saying like her mm. smile should be the smile of the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. That's maybe the most interesting thing I've ever heard about him. Yeah. I may have to explore that further. Okay, we'll watch him and see if anything comes of it. And, uh, you know, she, she's a talented actress from the, the end of the 90s. I'm very impressed with your ability to guess uh, what people are doing. Let me, I'm going to go, th- I'm going to throw another one at you. Okay, 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 okay. 
what do you think Nico does on the overnight of Thursday to Friday in her quarters alone? Oh, wow. Um, well, I think that she... Uh, okay, I showed her this thing from the 2000s. It's called... Uh, it was like a pony kind of workout video from a very anorexic older woman. Um, it was like a pony size thing. And anyway, I think that's what she does, but she holds 20 pound barbells while she does it. Okay, that's that's what I think. And she does mantras to herself about how good she's, she is, how good she's gonna be, and how good she will always be, okay? Okay, that, all of that was, and you absolutely blew me away uh, with Tucker, and once again, you have blown me away. <gasps> oh my gosh, But this, this time, it's you've blown me away with how wrong you were. Oh, what oh. a What a switcheroo. I thought, I thought we were on to something. What? That is not what, what Nico does at all. Uh, on Thursday, the, the night between Thursday day and Friday day, otherwise known as Thursday night, yeah. she, okay. she does do a workout of sorts. Um, well, okay, okay. So I'm, I was on the track. I was on track. Yeah, it's 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 sort of a tantric self yoga. There's some kind of thing happening where it's hard for me to tell exactly how she's contorting her body. Uh, at, at a certain point, you can't see her head anymore. Um, and I'm not saying it's going into anything. It's just she's twisted around so much that it's somewhere there but I can't detect where it is. Uh, so she's doing that, and then somehow she's, I don't know how she's kept all of the ingredients for uh, oven brownies in her quarters, nor do I understand how they're being cooked in there because I there is no oven in there, but she is able to make a batch of brownies and uh, and she she eats them as a reward, one assumes, for completing whatever this strange sexual uh Twister oh. game one is. Well, listen, um, she has a really warm butthole and she can get her tongue down there. That's all I have to say. Oh, I just well, know okay, these well, things about her. And I didn't see, I, I wasn't, I, I've never seen, she's again contorted in such a way that I wouldn't be able to detect uh, yeah. those two well, things meeting. I mean, it's just an anatomical thing. She can raise the temperature of her anal cavity and I mean, that's oh, she it. can self that's, she can self regulate her anal temperature. That's very impressive. It is a very interesting anatomical thing. I've not gotten uh, up close and personal with, but it's uh, intriguing. Yeah. Well, I, I, f let's fi finally find out what you imagine Stu to do on a Sunday late morning. A Sunday mm. late morning with Stu. Uh, I mean, nothing. He's doing literally nothing. He's a slug. He, 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 either awake or sleeping, there's literally nothing going on. No brain, no gamma waves in the brain, no physical movement. It is just catatonic human, just meat. You're almost right. Everything okay, great, you said great, 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 great. is correct, great, great, great. except that he couches his slothery in this uh, idea that he's supervising the brewing of his kombucha. Oh, so he, so he is multitasking. 
he says that way. he's watching the kombucha uh, brew and and ferment. Uh, it requires no supervision. He, of course, does not set up the fermentation process at all. I handle all of that. Mm-hmm. So he is absolutely doing nothing. Um, but for some reason, he thinks it's important that the world believe that he's watching the kombucha. Okay. I mean... I feel good that I feel I feel like listen I knew about Tucker's naked uh, pepperoni sticks I knew about yes. and I I wasn't spot on with Nico but I did know she has brownie brownie butthole bites like she can make those so that's another one yes that's true and I knew that you know Stu in in essence is literally catatonic almost right I mean he's not brewing the kombucha he's just watching something no. happen so I feel like I, I'm three out of three here you've really come to know. These, this group, and 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 especially, I'm surprised by uh, your your sort of intuitiveness about Nico because she has not been with us very long. So well, I'm, you know. I'm I have to say, color me impressed. Well, let me ask you before we end this because I, you know, we don't really know what you do. I mean, we know you're all seeing, and you can see any of us. You can spy on any of us, but we, you know, what what does sorry do in, in a moment of silence and reflection and Isolation, you know, when you would just want to kick it back on a Tuesday between two and four a.m. You don't have to sleep. What are you? What are you doing with yourself? I'm working on a snappy half-hour sitcom script. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Is it multi-cam yeah. or just a single cam it's kind multi- of situation? It's multi-cam. It's oh, multi-cam. Wow. I think it's going to make a big comeback. Do you have any like um, templates that you're going for, like Fresh Friends from Bel Air? Um, you know, Friends, Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I love Lucy. Uh, what do you What do you thinking? Reba. Oh wow! Sassy. You know what I mean. But of the Reba McIntyre. Yeah, she was. You know, and she had a lot of other skills as well. She was a folksy singer, and she had that down home spirit. Yeah, she really, she really was. You know, uh, God bless her soul. She, uh, she's a mummy now. That's actually the name of the sitcom is She's a Mummy Now. It's a oh. riff on she's been mummified, but she still wants to have a Wait, kid. So you're writing this for she... Reba in her current state? Well, I... Yes. I mean, to be frank, yes. I've heard that sometimes vehicles go if you have a star attached already. Attached. Wow, they say not to write just for your star, but if mummified Reba McIntyre is basically your your dream get, I guess you just go for it, huh? That's right. That's right. So she is going. She adopts a child. Okay. Uh, so it's it's a double. There's a double meaning there, which I think is important for mommy. Mommy. Oh, this is great. She's I a mummy now. Yes. She's a mummy now. It's very funny. Is there um uh a, like a kind of a ne'er do well but roguishly handsome uh, handy person or perhaps a, a neighbor? kind of thing yes. where's the sexual tension coming from not with the yes, you know it's it's she has a rakish archaeologist oh neighbor oh yeah who's yes. always suspecting she's a mummy or is she That's is it right. a, like is That's she or right. isn't she kind of situation and then the will they won't they is on top of that i mean i think the will they won't they is will he sell her to a museum uh, so there's gonna there's a there's a little bit of a, a civil rights uh, question. There's a thread underneath that I think makes it different because it's got a heart and it yeah. also uh, isn't afraid to ask tough questions. It's like, like a, should yeah. you sell your neighbor to a museum? 
Mm-hmm. It's, it has sort of a bewitched kind of twist, but a domestic rom, you know, like a, a domestic comedy in, in its heart. I, I, I love the bewitched reference, and I'm going to take that very seriously as I continue to work on this script. I mean, listen, I, I would be happy to be a reader. I took, um, you know, I wrote a short film once. Uh, it was very short because I didn't finish it. <laughs> Funny. Uh, but, you know, uh, I really, I, I feel like I'm an expert at all the cinema arts, cinematic arts. So if you would like any notes or, you know, maybe a director, just let me know. I'm uh, I'm here. I'm just in my quarters. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I will, I, one of the things that I think is very important is I have to work on the physical comedy of the limitations that come from being a mummy. So if you're comfortable yeah. being mummified, I oh. would like to mummify you and then we'll just see what happens. And I will incorporate some of your uh, foibles uh, and your little misadventures and hopefully you won't be smothered to death while we're working. Yeah, you know, um, as awesome as that offer is, uh, you would have to take all my uh, internal organs out through my no- nostril cavity. That's kind of how they did that. And I think that would oh, be Oh, that's super just called loss of fever, I think. Oh, okay. I re- Some of us are watching season five of The Americans, and it's just fresh in our minds. Fresh, that, yeah. Oh, that's uh, Dylan, that's a really the old classic show. actor Dylan Baker dies tragically wow. of oh, a loss of fever. Yes. Spoiler alert! Two hundred years later. <laughs> that's right. It still it still stings. It's those spoilers still sting, especially the really deeply buried ones where a character actor midway through the entire uh, series uh, passes away. Oh, it's really it's Those must have been that nuggets. hard for the it's been hard for the writers to God, we are really getting deep into the television uh scripting quarter kind of I didn't know this was where this was gonna go. It's a real hobby of mine. Well, um I, I wanna dive into it more. I've always fancied myself an auteur and uh I've I've done many um I had a hamster at one time and I did a complete reenactment of um of Ferris Taylor's days uh, Ferris Bueller's day off, shot for shot with my hamster. And uh, which which one of you played Ferris? It's a hamster. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've been trying to laugh more because I feel that people think it's more human sounding. I appreciate when I'm it. Doing my bottle episodes. I basically just cut to. You well, you know what? You are a Cameron. You are definitely oh, a Cameron. Thank you. There is I no did, doubt about that. I was a Cameron. That whole thing with the pool and everything. Yes, I. You know me so well. I. Uh, yeah, so yeah. the hamster, and then, you know, basically the hamster played everybody but Cameron, and then I hired people to okay. make wigs and small um, sets. I really, we, I, the budget was only $3 million, so I really, it was just more of a fan film than anything. But I really I gotta be it. honest with you, I, I don't remember most of the hairstyles. <laughs> I don't, so I hope you didn't spend too much on the wig budget. Well, I actually... What I really, at the time, I was really into verisimilitude, so I paid someone to dig up the grave of Matthew Broderick and get his genuine hair, because I really, I wanted to be really... Verisimilitude within the confines of using one hamster to, pay, to play all of the other characters. I'm so glad this is a funny story to you, because uh, the lawsuits were not funny. Wait, who? which side sue you? The hamster? The hamster uh, it was, it council? Was Pete, it was PETA. They didn't okay. like, the, you know, the closing thing with the car and everything. They just thought I endangered it. it, it come on. It's, he was fine. 
Okay. You're an animal lover. I will never accuse you of not being an animal lover, even Thank as you, you slaughter entire species of them accidentally. Okay, don't as bring you that one up. Grow from planet to planet. Okay, that, let's just keep moving. Okay, well, thanks. It's been great. Everything's been this great. This has been very fun. I Stu is actually, uh, he's just requested some pupusas, so I'm going to need to go uh, oh, over okay. to the pupusa deck and uh, see what I've got cooking. Well, if you have, a, uh, I'd love some delivered to my quarters. I'll just be in there just without any, I'll be in here <laughs> without anybody. Okay. Well, worst case scenario, you can eat some toothpaste. Okay. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> it's It's been such a pleasure, Elsa. Great, that thank is your name, you. right, Elsa? Okay. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> That's been another episode of Sorry, Not Sorry, Life in a Bottle. Like a genie in a bottle, you might say. Which is different from Bewitched, a totally separate show. Also about a woman with superpowers and a silly husband who doesn't deserve her. Sorry, Not Sorry, out. <laughs>